1: the Téléconférence des Résultats Financiers du Deuxième Trimestre 2021 de Cascade. Je m'appelle Sylvie et je serai votre opératrice aujourd'hui. Toutes les lignes sont présentement en mode d'écoute seulement. Suite aux commentaires des dirigeants, il y aura une période de questions. Good morning, my name is Sylvie, and I will be your conference operator today. At this time, I would like to welcome everyone to Cascade Second Quarter 2021 Financial Results Conference Call. All lines are currently in a listen-only mode. After the speaker's remarks, there will be a question-and-answer session. I will now pass the
2: call to Jennifer Aitken, Director of
1: Investor Relations for CASCAD. Ms. Aitken, you may begin.
2: Thank you, Operator. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining our second quarter 2021 conference call. We will begin with an overview of our operational and financial results, followed by some concluding remarks, after which we will begin the question period. The speakers on today's call will be Mario Ploude, President and CEO, and Alan Hogg, CFO. Also joining us for the question-and-answer period at the end of the call are Charles Malou, President and COO of Container Boy Packaging, Luc Langevin, President and COO of Specialty Products, and Jean-David Dardif, President and COO of Tissue Papers. Before I turn the call over to my colleagues, I would like to highlight that certain statements made during this call will discuss historical and forward-looking matters. The accuracy of these statements is subject to risk factors that can have a material impact on actual results. These risks are listed in our public filings. These statements, the investor presentation, and the press release also include data that are not measures of performance under IFRS. Please refer to our Q2 2021 Investor Presentation for details. This presentation, along with our second quarter press release, can be found in the Investors section of our website. If you have any questions, please feel free to call us after this session. I will now turn the call over to our CEO, Matthew.
3: Thank you Jennifer and good morning everyone. Before discussing our Q2 performance, I would like to remind everyone that European Box Board Resolve are now shown as discontinued operations following the monetization of our 57.6% equity interest in Renault de Medici announced on July 5th. The move reflects our commitment to create long-term value for Cascade and our shareholder by focusing on strengthening the competitive positioning of our North American packaging and tissue businesses. The transaction is expected to close in Q3 improving our financial profile and flexibility while also simplifying our investment thesis and communication with the financial community we will not be commenting on their second quarter financial performance and invite you to contact renault directly with any question to this end we are very pleased to be announcing a 50 percent increase in our annual dividend that would be effective with the september 2nd payment this increased our yield to approximately 3% and is driven by our stronger financial profile and our confidence in the outlook of our operational performance and our businesses and long-term free cash flow generation capacity. Moving now to our second quarter performance, results were below expectation. With the shortfall driven by soft industry-wide demand in tissue and general inflationary pressure on raw materials and some production costs. In the case of our packaging segment, good volumes and selling price increase partially offset these headwinds. On a consolidated basis, second quarter sales levels decreased 6% from the year-ago period, but increased 1% from Q1, while adjusted EBITDA decreased by 31% and 20% respectively. Slide four and five provide quarterly information for each of our business segments, and I will provide additional details about the performance of each of our business segments in a few minutes. On the raw material side, I highlighted on slide six, the Q2 average index price for OCC decreased 7% year over year, but was 23% higher than Q1. However, when considering the all-in lended costs of OCC, It increased 11% year-over-year and 19% sequentially, giving upward pressure on transportation and premium paid to supplier. This reflects the high domestic demand levels driven by strong container board production level and respond to pandemic buying patterns and export activities. Average index prices for SOP, white recycled paper grade, rose notably on sequential basis in Q2, increasing 23%, but were down 26% compared to the prior year. On the virgin pulp side, hardwood and softwood pulp prices both increased year over year and sequentially in Q2. Our Pulp Index registered an increase of 45% year over year and 25% sequentially, while softwood pulp prices rose 38% and 23% respectively. Moving now to some brief comments on the result of each of our business segments highlighted on page 7 through 9 of the presentation. Beginning with the, the sequential performance, the container board segment generated a slight 1% decrease in sales in Q2, as higher selling prices and volume were offset by less favorable FX and mix. Capacity utilization decreased by 1%, reflecting higher plant maintenance long time, while our integration rate remained stable. Converting shipment decreased by 2% in millions of square feet, underperforming the 1% increase in the Canadian market and the 2.7% increase registered in the U.S. market for the period. As planned, we modernize our Ontario converting platform and transfer volume from other facilities during the quarter, resulting in a negative impact on converting shipment during the period. The impact of this and associated trans- transition and startup cost was approximately $5 million in the second quarter. Ramp-up of the equipment is progressing well, with benefits expected to begin at the end of Q3. Q2 adjusted a bit of $100 million, or 20.1% on a margin basis, was 8 million, or 7% below Q1 levels. Result benefited from solid sales and higher average selling price. However, these were offset by higher raw material and production costs, slightly lower volume related to plant downtime and less favorable exchange rate. Year-over-year, sales increased 9%, driven by higher selling price and volume, partially offset by the impact of higher raw material costs and a less favorable ethics. Converting shipment increased 7.4%. This was slightly below the Canadian and the U.S. market, which increased 8.6% and 8.2%, respectively. Adjusted EBITDA increased 6% year-over-year. Year. Our tissue business had the difficult second quarter. Sales increased 3% sequentially, as higher volume offset the impact of less favorable ethics And market mix. Sales decreased 30 percent year over year as volume decreased from the elevated COVID-19 related level last year. Adjusted Q2 EBITDA of a million dollars was well below both the prior quarter and last year for the same reason. Higher raw material and production costs were also contributing factors due to some production curtailment taken in the quarter notably in June, to manage inventory. This represents us taking approximately 24% of our converting capacity offline in the quarter. Obviously, the first half of this year has been challenging for our tissue business, and external market factors have led to disappointing results for this segment. Given the essential nature of these products, however, we view the underlying demand contraction as temporary. That said, COVID-19 demand volatility remains an unpredictable factor that we will continue to manage by taking decisive decisive steps including production and cost management initiatives in the event they are warranted. Long term, the modernization and margin improvement initiatives that we have been implemented in our Tissue platform had equipped it to better navigate the current challenging environment, while also improving its competitive positioning in the long term. Specialty product segment generated solid Q2 results sequentially and year-over-year. Year. Sequentially, Q2 sales increased 7%, as higher volume offset the impact of a less favorable FX. Adjusted EBITDA was stable at $18 million, with higher sales mitigating the negative impact of higher raw material costs and ethics. When compared to the prior year, Q2 sales increased by $11 million, or 9%, with better volume, pricing, and mix, more than offsetting the less favorable exchange rate. Adjusted EBITDA level increased by $1 million year-over-year, with higher sales of setting the negative effects, impact, and higher raw material and production costs. I will now pass the call to Alan, who will discuss the main highlights of our financial performance. Alan?
4: Thank you, Mario, and good morning, everyone. So before discussing financial results, and as I mentioned by uh, Mario earlier, I would like to highlight that following the sale of our equity position in Renault De Minichi, Results of the European box Board segment are not presented as discontinued with adjustments made to results retrospectively. We provide relevant details regarding the change to financial consulted results on slide 10. Note that this transaction is expected to close in the third quarter. Looking now at an overview of our key KPIs on slide 11, our second quarter shipments increased by 9,000 short times or 2% from Q1. This was driven by a 12% increase in tissue, offset by a slight decrease of 1% in container board in the period. The second quarter, capacity utilization rate of 90% was stable with the prior year period and decreased 2% from the first quarter levels. Average working capital came in at 10.3% of sales, stable with Q1 and down slightly from last year while consolidated return on assets stood at 11.3%, down from 12% last year and 12.3% in Q1. Moving now to sales, as detailed on slides 12 and 13, year-over-year Q2 sales decreased by 64 million, or 6%. As we have already highlighted during this call, this was driven by the important volume decrease in tissue with unfavorable exchange rate also impacting sales levels for all of our business segments. Higher volume and better pricing and sales mix were beneficial factors for our packaging segments. Higher raw material prices benefited external sales from our recovery and recycling operations. On a sequential basis, second quarter sales increased by 14 million or 1% largely reflecting higher volumes in tissue and specialty products. These were partially offset by a less favorable exchange rate impact, in addition to sales mix in tissue. Moving now to operating income and the adjusted EBITDA. As highlighted on slide 14, Q2 adjusted EBITDA of $98 million decreased $45 million from the prior year level. The decrease was due to the lower results from the tissue segment. Sequentially, Q2 adjusted EBITDA decreased by 24 million, as shown on slide 15. This was driven by the weaker tissue performance, as we have previously discussed, and slightly softer results in continental Board. Our quarterly results continue to benefit from our margin improvement initiative, with our objective of improving our EBITDA margin by 1% for the second consecutive year when compared to our baseline year of 2019. On that basis, we have realized approximately $100 million in the first six months, and every initiative that we have implemented contribute to mitigate current market headwinds and cost inflation, and are also improving the execution of our business processes. Slides 16 and 17 illustrate the specific items recorded during the quarter. The main items worth mentioning are a total of 6 million dollars of impairment and restructuring charges recorded in tissue segment related to restructuring and profitability improvement initiatives a 5 million unrealized loss on financial instruments and a 3 million foreign exchange gain on long-term debt and financial instruments Slide 18 and 19 illustrate the year-over-year and sequential variance of our Q2 adjusted earnings per share. As reported, earnings per share were $0.02 in the second quarter, this compared to earnings per share of $0.57 last year. Both periods included specific items. On an adjusted basis, EPS decreased by $0.54 compared to last year's results. Lower operating results from the tissue segment and lower earnings from discontinued operations of our European boxboard segments were the main driver of this violence. On an adjusted basis, sequential second quarter EPS decreased 22 cents per share from Q1 of last year. As highlighted on slide 20, second quarter adjusted cash flow from operations decreased by 36 million year over year to $89 million, and adjusted free cash flow levels decreased by 70000000 million year-over-year. Year. This reflected lower operating results and higher capex incurred, including the Bioland Project, which is well underway and going as planned. Moving now to our net debt reconciliation on slide 21, our net debt increased by $53 million in Q2 reflecting lower cash flow levels, higher capex, and working capital requirements. Our leverage ratio of 2.9 times is up from 2.5 at the end of 2020 and the first quarter, reflecting lower adjusted EBITDA levels. Net debt, as shown, is adjusted to reflect the discontinued operations figures, but has not been adjusted to reflect the 461 million expected net proceeds from the monetization of our equity position in Renault Diminity. Taking this into account, leverage would be down to 2.5 times on a pro forma basis. Financial ratios and information about maturities are detailed on slide 22. Slide 23 provides detail about our capital plans for 2021. They remain unchanged at approximately 400 to $425 uh, 425 million, considering the adjustment for discontinued operation. This includes $250 million of investment associated with our Bay Island conversion project. Capital expenditures, net of disposal, total $59 million in Q2, and 133000000 million year-to-date, including approximately $55 million for Bay Island. We remain focused on managing our cash flow and debt profile with the objective of keeping our leverage ratio within a range of 2.5 to 3 times while we execute our Bay Island project. At the end of the second quarter, we had cash and we re- availability close to $1 billion. Additionally, as we said earlier, we will, look, we will also look at optimizing our debt portfolio by reducing permanent debt outstanding once the Renault Diminici transaction closes in the third quarter. Mario will now conclude the call with some brief comments before
3: we begin the
4: question period. Mario.
3: Thank you, Alan details regarding our near-term outlook can be found on slide 24 of the presentation. As a reminder, this outlook is based on what we are seeing today and may change in the coming months given the dynamic and often unpredictable nature of the ongoing circumstances. Our near-term outlook for the container board segment is positive, with results expected to improve both sequentially and year-over-year. Demand remains solid in both the manufacturing and converting side, and result will benefit from the rollout of the announced price increases. Specifically, the second price increase should be largely in place by the end of Q3, while the third price increase begins to be implemented in mid-July. These factors are expected to offset higher raw material prices and continue the upward pressure on production costs. Results for the tissue segment are expected to improve sequentially. Volumes are expected to increase from a whiff home category with the reopening of the economy. Demand for the consumer retail product is also expected to improve as we are seeing the stabilization of inventory level at retailers and positive momentum being achieved by our sales team. While headwinds on productions and raw material costs remain, internal initiatives and pricing improvement will support results going forward. As the high single-digit price increase announced for consumer and away-from-home tissue product in North America will begin to take effect in the, at the end of the third quarter. We are expecting steady sequential results from the specialty product segment. This reflects stable volume and a higher average selling price, offsetting higher raw material and production costs. Year over year, results are expected to increase, reflecting improvement in both volume and selling price. Moving now to raw material, domestic demand remains robust for OCC in the second quarter and export prices remain high. With limited container availability in port congestion, we maintain good inventory levels and finish the quarter well supplied. The confinement measure in Ontario led to a more muted seasonal upswing in generation levels than typically seen in the second quarter. Our inventory levels for SOP and I grades are good, And despite the recent increased demand related to the higher Awiframone tissue product, there is adequate material available to meet our current needs. However, the combination of the greater Awiframone related to demands and high virgin pulp prices has put more pressure on the current market condition and has supported recent price adjustments. On the virgin pot side, market condition for NBSK begins to relax in the second half of Q2 with a first price decrease. More recently, NBHK and eucalyptus prices have also achieved a plateau. Generally speaking, we would note that logistical challenges continue to complicate material movement and impact the, the market dynamics overall. That said, our milk continues to be well supported thanks to our long-term supplier relation and prudent inventory strategy. With that, we will now be happy to answer your question, operator.
1: Merci, M. Flewitt. Si vous voulez poser une question, veuillez, s'il vous plaît, composer l'étoile suivi du 1 sur votre clavier téléphonique. Et si vous voulez retirer votre question, composez l'étoile suivi du 2. Thank you. If you would like to ask a question, simply press star, then number one on your telephone keypad. And if you would like to withdraw your question, please press star, then number two. Again, if you have a question, please press star one on your telephone keypad. We will pause just a moment to compile the Q&A roster. And your first question will be from Amir Patel at CIBC. Please go ahead.
0: American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
5: Hi, good morning. Mario, I wanted to start on the, uh, the raw material side. Um, you know, just given the strong uh, container board demand and all the capacity ads that are coming are, are recycled grade, uh, you know, do you think the current OCC prices, you know, maybe represent a, a new normal for, for OCC going forward?
6: Uh, Amir, this is Luke. I will uh, answer that one. Um, you know, in the month, uh, we were seen an increase in the index in the month of July, uh, but I think they were... Um, this situation was particular uh, in the sense that uh, people were, first of all, we're living with a lot of uh, logistics issues at this moment, we create some higher level of insecurity in general. Uh, in the Northeast, uh, where we are more present, we also had to deal with uh, a low generation in Ontario as a result of the, uh, uh, of the existing confinement measures that was there, so we, we had to deal with a non-typical generation for the period of the year and the willingness of about everyone to increase their inventory levels of material for uh, the beginning of the month of July where we have long weekends in both Canada and U.S. If I look in the month of July, we have a, a person in Cascade, we significantly increase our inventories in all our mills and uh, we have no no challenge, uh, you know, getting supply uh, with uh, at this moment. So um I, I cannot speak you know the uh, the index will be published i think today or tomorrow uh but for us the month of july is significantly uh, uh different than the month of what was seen in in may and june um with uh you know when you look at the export business export market people uh, it's not really there what's happening you know there's uh uh, there's also, uh, you know, the, the, the reduction of OCT consumption in China has not been fully offset com- by the other Asian consumption, so mainly the domestic demand is, is, is driving this uh, maybe tighter market condition at this moment. So we'll, uh, we'll see. Uh, but uh, for us, you know, it's, uh, we, I think we, we, we came to a more stable uh, market at this moment.
3: If I can just add uh, Amir, it's Mario, e-commerce has certainly changed the pattern uh, buying of the consumer and we, pr- we see a portion of the, this OCC going now to residential and being lost in the mix. So obviously this is creating a little bit of pressure, you know, there's less OCC available from the retail market and it's probably a new normal because we don't think that the, this e-commerce pattern will change.
6: Another element we've seen also that might impact is that in the uh, in the MERV, there's been some labor shortage issues, creating challenges for uh, these MERVs to uh, sort the paper and get the paper out of the quality that the the market is is in need. Uh, so with the PCU programs in place, obviously this is not uh, this is not helping. So we know that some of our suppliers have challenged with uh, with uh, lately with uh, with labor. So long again, Yeah. Sorry for that, You're but that's something good. simple. <laughs> yeah,
5: great. Uh, uh, yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Luke and, uh, and Mario. Um, Charles, I, I wanted to ask you about, uh, um, you know, on the container board side, uh, on the e-commerce uh, component of, of the, the demand, what are you seeing there? Have you seen any slowdown at, at all? And uh, if you could just remind us what percent of your Overall business uh, that you'd estimate is, is e-commerce.
7: Okay, so I'll start. i start with the uh, the percentage. Uh, the direct sales to e-commerce uh, we evaluate uh, around 15%, 10 to 15% of our overall. Uh, but again, I just want to remind uh, people that um, there's a lot of uh, the uh, the packaging and and the uh, the boxes. That we don't necessarily know where they are going to end up. So, for instance, if we sell to uh, different product, people are, are sending different product in different uh, way way of distribution, and some could go to uh, to e-commerce. So, uh, we feel that uh, that uh, even though uh, we're about 15% overall, uh, it's probably more than that. Of the overall um, of our uh, product that is going to uh, uh, supply chain uh, through the e-commerce. Um, when we look at the demand right now, uh, we are uh, well positioned uh, to uh, to increase. By the way, our presence on the e-commerce uh, with the large large format, we have developed a specialty uh, on that, and we see that the uh, uh, that the growth is still there. Uh, we don't think it's going to stay the way that it was in the last uh, few years because uh, the, uh, uh, the, the growth was uh, exponential, uh, but there's still very good potential and growth uh, in, uh, in the e-commerce and the up- upcoming. And the reason why we are seeing this uh, is there's some habits, uh, like Mario mentioned, with the OCC, uh, ordering from uh, home, uh is there to stay uh in even after the COVID. Uh so we are still seeing seeing uh growth um faster than the uh the average growth in the market so higher than double digits.
5: Okay, great. Uh thanks uh, thanks Charles that's uh, that's all I had I'll I'll turn it over
1: thank you. Next question will be from Sean Stewart at T D. Please go ahead.
8: Thanks, good morning. Uh, question for for Jean David on, on the tissue segment. The, the the part of the issue this quarter I, su- I suspect was mix and related downtime. Can you comment on the pace that you expect mix on the retail side will start to normalize over the next few quarters? And were you still curtailing some of the converting capacity into the third quarter for that? that segment.
9: Good morning, Sean. Uh, so, um, right now what I can say is the uh, our inventory are back to the targeted level as of July, so I think we've been pretty hard on reducing the inventory in the second quarter. So, uh, we will still have curtailment because we have open capacity versus the total capacity that we have. We see, uh, we anticipate about 10-12% growth For Q3 versus Q2 in terms of volume, but you're right that the second quarter was really affected by the product mix. So we've sold. um, If you look at the ReZ fast market data, on the retail side, market went down by seven percent, but our sales went down by seventeen percent. But on the away from home side, uh, market went down by went up by three and we went up by 17. So we gained, we gained share on the away from home side as market is reopening, but we kind of lost uh, some ground on the retail side. That's, that's the major impact on the product mix uh, on the average selling price. And so for curtailment on, on, on third quarter, uh, to, to your second question, um, we, we have to remember that we're ramping up new lines as well. So uh, our capacity is increasing month after month as we speak. Uh, because of the investment that we've made uh, over the last 12 months. So uh, we're going to continue to monitor and adjust the curtailing uh, versus the ramp-up of those new lines.
8: Okay. Well, thanks for that detail. Now that, that helps. Sounds like this is going to be a maybe a few quarters to, to normalize on, on mix. Um, second question is on Bear Island. And... It seems like your your budget for the project has been relatively stable and we've seen all sorts of cost inflation, steel and, and otherwise, in recent months. Um, can you comment on how locked in that budget is, your, your ability to secure the component pieces before inflation started to, to perk up? Um, how comfortable are you with that budget?
7: Yes, uh, this is Charles, so um, as we speak right now, uh, you mentioned uh, uh, the, uh, the places where um, we have the most inflation that we see, uh, where it's steel. I just want to remind that uh, we are not building uh, a, new, uh, a new building uh, 100%. We, already, we bought uh, a paper mill that already had some, uh, some building around. So we are made making improvements, uh, but this is not the highest portion of the overall budget. So even though steel is uh, going up, um, it does not have um, a major, major impact on the overall project. So as we speak today, uh, with the uh, contingency that we had built in the, in the project, uh, we are in the range of what we have announced for the project. There is increase on steel, like you mentioned, and also other materials, uh, labor also for the, um, for the project. Uh, but uh, as we speak right now, we are in line with uh, what we have uh, presented.
8: Okay, thanks for that. That's, that's all I have for now.
1: Thank you. Once again, if you would like to ask a question, please press star followed by one on your telephone keypad. And your next question will be from Zachary Evershed at National Bank. Please go ahead.
8: Good morning, everyone. I was hoping you could give us a little bit of color on your container board backlog in terms of the number of weeks of sales you have.
7: Okay. So um, just going to uh, to uh, the way that we evaluate the backlog right now, uh, we're still uh, busy. Uh, So, I can say that we are uh, booked up for uh, on the container board. We take orders uh, four weeks in advance, so we're fully rent up. Uh, But in addition to that, uh, with the customers that we have and the integration that we have, uh, we are booked till the end of the year, meaning that we know that uh, our customers uh, and the demand and uh, where the tons are going to be, if a customer were to come to us today and say, uh, Outside customers of the the current that we have and and would like to have volume, uh, we can make some exception, but very difficult. So we can say that we are uh, we are uh, planned to uh, to to be booked uh, as we speak.
8: That's interesting. Thanks. And given that you're booked up and not really in need of new clients at the moment, are you making any changes to your sales force or compensation?
7: No, one thing that I want to say is uh, we are still looking for uh, customers because we are also developing a business for our new paper mill that is coming uh, on. Uh, so uh, this is one thing that uh, we're working on, uh, on the on the development business. Um, so we are uh, still uh, looking at uh, developing and we're not changing any compensation or anything like that that, uh, that would make any impact or significant impact. Yeah. Gotcha, thanks.
8: And then the CapEx guidance is about fifty million lower than previously. Is that spending that you have eliminated from the budget or pushed into next year?
4: So Zachary, it was uh, it was mainly the, the Renault uh, reclassification of the we eliminated the European box board segment, so we are still on the same pace given the big chunk that is related
8: to Bay Ireland. Uh, of course, makes sense. And that's all I had, I'll turn it over.
1: Thank you. Next question will be from Paul Quinn at RBC. Please go ahead.
8: Yeah, thanks very much and uh, congratulations on the sale of Reno. Um uh, just uh just had a question on tissue. You had a uh US competitor that reported yesterday and, and their basic their tissue shipments bottomed out in April and that was consistent with sort of consumer purchases that bottomed out in in March, according to the IRI data and shipments to retailers that bottomed out in April, according to RECI. So just wondering why yours is kind of delayed two months or or actual shipments in, you know, did you see shipments, uh, the lowest level of shipments earlier in the, in the quarter?
9: Yeah, good morning, Paul. Uh, our sales bottom in May, uh, so the lowest month was May, which is, uh, you're right, uh, one or a month or two behind. Uh, we had a, we have an important customer that, uh, that had a modular change in May, which impacted the sales of that month specifically. Um, one thing also that we're, were more impacted on the, on the retail side is, um, if you remember last year, there was a, again, if you look at the fast market REZ, there was a lot more important to the US and less export, so there's a lot of remaining brands that we can call that are on the shelf still, and um, our market share as opposed to some other competitors uh, are more on the value segment. So if you look at the, uh, the private label sales are doing good, uh, the, the trends are good, but specifically now we see that the value segment of the private label is more effective than the ultra premium. So the, uh, uh, again, we have a, a few uh, good program with some customer on sustainable uh, program I say, or uh, eco-friendly product, and uh, this market segment was uh, really uh, affected by all the remaining brand and bamboo items from Asia and other stuff. So I think that's why we're slightly behind, but uh, we believe that this will uh, get back in balance in the coming months as this those products are getting out of uh, the system, and uh, we are really, uh, I believe, in a good position because of the the investment that we've done, the cost structure that has improved, but also the fact that um, uh, we haven't lost any customers, so it's just a supply chain uh, imbalance, I will say, that is giving the situation that we have
8: now. Okay, that's helpful. And just on uh Bear Island, you've made some progress on the offtake agreements. Any more work to be done there?
7: Yes, uh we have uh right now um secured about fifty uh, percent of the uh the overall. Uh but we are still working uh because the there's gonna be a ramp up on the on the paper mill. Uh so our team is still working uh to uh, to develop some uh some new customers also uh on uh, the uh, the future years also with following the ramp up of the of uh, the paper mill so uh, we still have uh, you know we're going to start um, in december uh, 2022 uh, so our uh, our goal is that by that time uh, to be able to secure uh, more than what we have today uh, so i would say that uh, things are, are progressing well uh, the type of product that we have uh, uh, is uh, it is well in demand so uh, our timing is um, is good and uh, so we have uh, we're seeing good
5: good progress on that front. all right I'll go ahead best of luck
1: thank you there are no further questions at this time Monsieur Plum, please continue
3: Thank you everyone to, for being on the line uh, looking forward to talk to you at uh, in Q3 and in the meantime for those who go on vacation I hope you have a very nice vacation thank you very much
1: Merci Mesdames et Messieurs cela met fin à la conférence d'aujourd'hui vous pouvez maintenant raccrocher Thank you ladies and gentlemen this concludes today's conference call you may now disconnect your lines